Hi everyone, it's Ian Macbeth and I'm here with another episode of the Landlord Page podcast. Now this week, we've got an episode for you like no other. Changing the face of housing for young people in care is one of the mission statements from an incredible business called Project Home. This week, I'm gonna be joined by Peter, Brian and Richard, three of the four co-founders of this incredible business. On the face of it, it's a business that is a property investing business, but it's much more than that. This is investing in people's lives and their mission and their statement is to raise the standards for children that are in need of care and specialist attention. Kids that are aged between eight and 24, their goal is to transition them into adulthood, but much more than that, their goal is to give them somewhere they can call home. They've got some incredible staff behind them. They've got some fantastic resources. It's gonna be really interesting to hear their vision and also hear how things have evolved in the first year of business. They've got some excellent specialist skills. Peter with a property investing background, Richard with a marketing specialist background, and Brian that's been involved in supporting children um, for most of his business life actually. He's a phenomenal business owner himself with an incredible business that works alongside this company that they're so passionate about. I've watched and seen the business grow. I've been to one of the opening launches of one of their properties, and I must say, they are genuinely raising the standards of this particular care specializing industry. So, without further ado, there is no Mike, there's no Tristan on this one, it's just me and the three guys, and we're gonna get stuck into exactly what the business is like, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed by listening to this episode. So here's Richard, Brian, and Peter from Project Home. So gents, Project Home, three people in a room. Normally there's three of us and one of the guests. So I feel slightly outnumbered today, but I'm sure I'll hold my own. Um, Brian, Richard, Peter, all co-founders of Project Home. There's a quote that I got on your website, a group of people who believe in extraordinary futures start at home, which I thought was a really cool kind of quote to kick things off with. So in this podcast, let's hear about your story, hear how it started, hear about what's going on now and then what the future is. So Brian, sort of coming to you, because I saw you on the website with a lot of videos. How did this kick off? How did this happen? Um, so I started a business uh, four years ago in alternative provision, helping children in care um, within the local authority. And <clears throat> I wanted to uh, give back. I grew up in the care system, so I was adopted early in my life. Um, and always wanted to give something back. So always had thought about um, starting supported living in children's homes. Uh, we didn't quite have the tools, the finances or anything else to, to actually get it going. And um became friends with Rich. Um, we were having a conversation one day. He told me he knew someone in property, Pete. And it sort of evolved from there. We sat and had a meeting and um, all our sort of visions aligned and we've all We've all had different stories over the years that sort of came together. And here we are. Um, we opened our first supported living house in October. Um, it's already full. And um, two more planned for early next year and then the children's home. So probably feels quite quite a, like a real good accomplishment that you've had that vision so far sort of down the line ago and now it's actually come into real action and, and I think one of the things that I saw as well was for, for me personally when we're looking at business I think purpose I think profit and then I think problems and what problems do you solve 
if you've got a, a business with a real good purpose, which clearly this does, and we'll get stuck into that as well, it's inevitably going to make profit. And those kind of three P's, you guys have really kind of ticked those boxes, I think. Um, for, for yourself, Rich, kind of getting involved with this type of project with such a strong pur purpose, I should say, how has that been for you? Kind of how's that process been? Well, I mean, to start with, uh, he told that story really, <laughs> that was short and sharp, but there was a lot more emotion in that story. When he met me uh, for that coffee, I said to him, which actually plays really nicely into your question, I'm jealous of you. And the reason I'm jealous is because my entire life, I've always been in sort of sales or marketing. Mm. And whilst I love what I do and have a great impact at times in terms of what I do, I always feel like I've been sort of chasing money, profit, growth but I've never really been doing anything that like truly fulfills me. So I said, I'm really, really jealous. And he said, do you know what? I love what I do. But one of the biggest problems I've got is that I do all this amazing work with these kids during the day and I'm dropping them back to houses that at times you wouldn't even put your dog in, really? you know? And yeah. it's not always like that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's some good stuff out there, but on the whole, you know, he could see a gap. And so I, he said, if I knew someone who understood property and, or could find property and really knew the property market, um, I think there could be a really, really nice business and we could have an even bigger impact. And I said, oh, I know someone, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how that started. But it actually came off the back of me saying, hey, I'm I'm super jealous. And I know jealous is a bit, can be often be a negative <coughs> word, but sort of in a positive way, like I'd love to be doing something like this. Yeah. So he presented a bit of an opportunity and I said, well, look, I do know someone. And a week later, we're met around the table. Um, I'm sure people go into sort of his background and why he's so motivated to get involved in an industry like this. But for me, it was about, and we've got a children before profits is something that we say, which is probably very, very different to most of the providers in this country. Mm. Um, and so, you know, and we all stand by that. And so my motivation and why I wanted to get involved was I wanted something more fulfilling. I wanted to feel like I was making a difference. And this is just the most unbelievable opportunity for that. It's it's powerful, like your story, and then obviously hearing you say it in that way as well. It's it's powerful, but it's something I I mean I've been in property for twenty years, but I haven't really heard or seen of something of this standard, this quality, and this far thought out in terms of the process. It seems to be so. If there is anything even vaguely close to it, it's just sort of knitted together in a sort of backhanded way without a lot of thought. And and for you, Peter, your your background is in property investing. So what does this mean for the investors? And we'll get back and get tackling into the problems that the, the business is solving. <coughs> but for the investors, what does it mean for them to kind of get involved from a property point of view as well? Um, I think it's an opportunity for an investor to invest money wisely, but at the same time, give back and do something good. Yeah. I think one thing where Richard, um, Brian, myself and Amanda, our, our fourth partner, um, were in line is we've all been giving back or we, we wanted to give more back. Because mm -hmm. um, landlords have got a certain reputation in the UK, haven't they? They're kind of seen as the, you know, the big <clears throat> the big guy in the Monopoly game. Like that's the outlook that they've got driving fast cars. It's not a great kind of reputation, but this is different. Well, I guess if I use myself as an example first and then relay that to the investors, um, I've been in property 24 years. The last 15 years, I've just been working with investors I've been working on building their portfolios um, and making them very wealthy. Um, my background, like the guys, um, is a little bit different. My parents were in care. They looked after uh, a mentally handicapped hospital uh, for over 30 years. And at the same time, the last 10 years they were doing that, they started to foster. Mm. Uh, they fostered um, a lot of children, uh, both respite and permanently. 
Um, and they also adopted my, my brother and sister um, who, uh, because they were told they could never have children. So they adopted my brother and sister, then fell pregnant with me. So this was an opportunity for me to use all my, pro my property knowledge, uh, my property and life skills to give back and, and do something far greater. And I certainly wanted to do that in memory of my parents, in memory mm. of my dad who passed, but just because that's how I was brought up. Um, I'm a caring person like these guys are, and it's just an opportunity to give back. And I guess I can relay that to the clients we're, we're working with, the investors that come on board. Um, they get an opportunity to make good yields, good returns, but at the same time, they're giving back to the community, mm. um, and that makes them feel important. Um, we're also building extraordinary homes. Um, I spent a number of months researching the industry, the competition, um, and what children were being provided with. And Richard alluded to it earlier, but not not on all occasions, but on most occasions, it was quite shocking. Yeah. Um, some of the homes that they were staying in just didn't have the right provisions. Uh, they didn't have the um, they didn't have big bedrooms. They didn't have breakout rooms, games rooms, uh, rooms where children could really um, live life to, to the full. Um, so we saw a, an opportunity in the market, as Richard said, with creating something before the profits, creating something really unique and special uh, for children that deserve it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just relayed that to the investors. And I said, look, you can be part of this. And when I tell the story of the group, um, when I tell the story of what we're trying to create and um, the good that we're doing, um, it becomes a no-brainer as mm. far as I'm concerned, where if they can get a good return, that they can create something incredible, feel good about it, and be part of something much, much more important um, in the short and the long term. So for me, it's a no-brainer, and hopefully I portray that to, to, to landlords and investors when I'm talking to them. It definitely comes across and everything that I see and I'm sort of fortunate enough to see one of the properties as well, and you can see the standard that it's brought out to. But to bring... I guess your property experience with that passion, that knowledge, and obviously the background as well is is very, very strong that comes across in everything you do. Ryan, talking about the transition into adulthood, who are the sort of children and the type of people that are actually involved? Who are the people that you identify that are going to actually be staying in these properties? And, and how are you planning to kind of help with that transition into adulthood? Yeah, so first of all, I mean, these two have... Um explained it a lot better than I did I was very short and sweet with mine I didn't go into my full life story but um the um so when so I run an alternative provision company so we basically take young people out of school who are struggling uh with any part of their life so we take them out we help them with a program and we put them back into a mainstream school or a uh special school or a correct school for them so what i was finding we we were taking on a lot of young people that were in care i was having to do some um, work around each of these young people and we were dropping them back at homes um over in reading um up in nottingham um, a lot of young people are out of area mm. so my my main thing with this business was to um if, if when i gave to rich when i gave you the um the sort of basis on the marketing and stuff like that. One of our things was a GeoPIM because we wanted to bring young people home mm -hmm. closer to their home. It might not be correct in their area, but we wanted to bring people closer to home to save on costs for social workers, to save on costs for being out of area. And 
to be familiar down. to them as well, I guess. It's nice yeah. to be in, in that familiar environment geographically, I guess. Yeah, to, you've probably um, got to put, 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 probably paint the scenario is what you've got is you've got a local authority who will have, um, I don't know, a list of, you know, 30, 40 children, young people that they need to, to ho home. Um, and there is a lack of homes, first and foremost. Yeah, so, so, the, so the, what, the yeah. demand is much outweighing the supply <clears throat> nationally. Yeah. So what's happening is a lot of these young people with these needs are being placed out of area. Um, but which, far away, like, but, you know, yeah, like Edinburgh. So the exploitation of these young people are going to areas with um no one around them mm -hmm. apart from their home they reckon 75 percent of young people in care are getting exploited when they're out of area wow. so our main sort of synopsis is to bring them home closer to home um and put them in a house where we give them you know i was blessed when i was uh, adopted into the most loving family um we want to give them that feel within these homes um and a big credit to our staff uh, who are absolutely incredible um, and the young people that we, we have placed at the moment are, are happy um, they we, we're creating them new pathways so mm -hmm. they can succeed yeah. giving them the chance to succeed in future and um, yeah I mean our sort of area is anyone ranging from 8 to 24 okay. who are local authority um, when they, when they go into care um, the local authority become their their guardian, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. such, so they have the place. So we we will take when we, we we're planning two supported living homes in February and March, mm -hmm. um, and then a children's home in July. So we will be taking anyone. One of the big areas that I see it struggles in is transition mm -hmm. um, throughout the system. Um, so we want to take them from eight up to twenty four. Um, giving them the best transition with the same people. One of my motives is every child deserves a champion, and I feel bringing this project together, we can we can give these kids the best chance at life. We mm. might not succeed with everybody, but we'll yeah. do our very best. Yeah. Um, but they are the sort of clientele that we're looking at. Brian mentioned that one of the problems is there not being enough housing. Yeah. One of the other similar problems is a lot of the housing there is. It's just not up to standard. It's not acceptable. Um, and whilst that's going to be changing over the coming year or two, um, there's going to be more regulations, uh, minimum standards for, for a home and for the provision that children receive, there's a big gap in the market to improve what is already out there. Um, and there's just an abundance of children that, that need help and support. So this is just the beginning. And I hope as we grow, we can make a much bigger impact to, to many more lives because it's, it's, it's needed. It sounds like the, the local authorities, they want it. And you can tell that from your occupancy <clears> right <throat> straight away that, you know, everyone has sort of come together and gone, right, this is, this is the way forward, but it's just not being available. It's, it's not something that's been an option, which is great to see that now becoming an option for people. I, I think when we showed the local authorities, the housing, um, they were amazed with the, um, the houses and, and what we were producing. And whilst that may sound positive, it's not mm, because yeah. that means what they're putting children into day to day isn't good enough. Yeah. And we want to raise the standard, not just locally, but, but across the UK. I think what's crazy about it is that um, <clears throat> Pete and I aren't from this world. So naturally we went into this project with very high standards. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, in terms of the fit out, in terms of the the marketing or the way that we approach this as a business and the intentions that we have. But actually, it's when you start speaking to the people that matter, the people that make the decisions, they're blown away. Mm. Like, I mean, blown away. And we, I, I remember Pete and I particularly being quite surprised by that. Well, we're not doing anything special. We're just doing, you know, doing something to the best of our ability. And I think that's probably the point mm -hmm. is that I don't think many people are. I think it's whilst it is a regulated industry there are certain things that aren't regulated and as a result um you know you will have homes or you will have um certain types of care within these homes that just maybe do the bare minimum because mm -hmm. they can there's no real purpose other than to do that because it's sort of profit before anything else and yeah. uh, you know w we really want to change the face of it and so yeah i mean you were there at our open day you saw that you kindly came along and did some video stuff for us and um we had uh, social workers coming up to us. We had people from the local authority, all of them saying the same thing. If you do what you say you're going to do, mm. you're going to, you're going to change the face of this. Like we yeah. will, you know, we will work with you forever more because this is so, so different. So yeah, it's been a really, really nice journey. But I think, I think for me as an outsider, <laughs> I did, I came to that launch and I think I mentioned to you straight away outside that just being there for an hour, there was a certain, there was a feeling that you wanted to kind of be involved. Like mm. you, you, there's a general kind of pull, I think, for on someone's moral compass that it's something they really want to be involved with. And, you know, hearing, hearing what you guys have said then, it makes me think, so what do you need to grow? So you need property and investors, I guess, but what type of properties does this work for? I don't know who's best to answer that, but what type of properties does it work for? I think that's, that can be the problem. It's not just about getting an investor, it's about getting the right investor. Mm. And rather than working with, hundreds of investors that want to get rich quick we'd rather work with a small niche of investors that want to be involved in it for the long term and are doing it for the right reasons and we've been quite fortunate between us that we've got some really good people involved in terms of the property that can be a little bit more tricky um, it's got to be in the right area um, the property itself has to avoid certain covenants restrictions um, which can be a hurdle to overcome in itself and then obviously property isn't cheap um so some of the properties we've been investing in are sort of up to sort of six seven hundred thousand pounds um so it's finding the right property in the right area with the right investor yeah that's happy to take on all our ideas most importantly brian's input when it comes to the house itself um, how that house will handle the children or young adults that are going to be in it um, the care providers are going to need it to be in the property uh, it's it's not as straightforward as as yeah. even we first thought when we set out no. on this journey. What Look. I will say though, this guy's a genius. <laughs> like, when, when, like uh, no joke. When it comes to um, it, Brian, or will say, I don't know, we could really do with a property in in this area, and if it was about this size, it would be fantastic. Within about three days, <clears> this <throat> guy comes back with the perfect property, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know how you did that. But it's not just that <clears throat> the, the level of detail that Pete goes into. So he researches to the nth degree like knowledge is power with what he does of course and he needs to know his stuff but it's probably because he gets up at five yeah i mean it's if you want to know the negatives of being business part of this business it's that you get about eight voice notes before seven o'clock in the morning but um but that being said like he, he goes to town like he knows his stuff and so as a result of that when it comes to pushing the button on something, it's, I know the investor, I know the type of property, I've got the network. I mean, you guys have even been super helpful at Avocado with this. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been a breath of fresh air working alongside him. I, I think what I've learned again is I've, I've learned from the people doing it badly. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Brian and Richard made me go and research the industry and the people that were already doing it. And they bought the wrong houses. They're not even buying houses, they're subletting houses. Um, uh, I've researched the social um, social living, I've researched supported living, and I've researched children's homes. They're all three completely different things. Yeah. And sometimes they get put in the same bubble and they're not. Um, the house needed or the area needed for each one is completely different. Then it will come back to the demand from the local authorities. So um, make sure I'm communicating with Brian in the right in the right way. And then it comes down to hard work. I look on Rightmove every morning before seven. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm out viewing 10, 15 houses um, on a weekly basis. I'm speaking to agents. I'm um, uh, trying to reach out to, to private sellers, however, however I can get a property. And then, of course, it comes down to different mortgage lenders. Are you going to be buying cash? Are you going to be buying through a specific, and it is a specific mortgage lender, are you going to be doing it on commercial finance and changing the use of the property? Mm-hmm. If it's a children's home, that can be more beneficial. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not a straightforward process. And I guess that's why there aren't many people doing it. And I guess that's why the people doing it are doing it wrong, because they're not putting enough care and attention and work into it. And, and, and skill set, I guess, as well. When you had the vision initially, yeah, I, I think, I you think need an Avengers team, don't you? I was just going to say that. I think, I think the beauty of this business is we were three people who didn't know each other 18 months ago. Um, I had a, it's all good having a vision, but you need certain pieces to that puzzle. Yeah. Um, and what Rich created for us is is an unbelievable brand mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I didn't know much about marketing. I was in the day-to-day of my job and what I did. And what Pete brings is a phenomenal um, knowledge of property. And, and Amanda, uh, one of our other directors is, she's been in care for 30 years she she knows that industry i know the councils and i work a lot with sort of all of them to sort of develop different bits of the business but without all three of us and amanda it wouldn't be where it is then pieces to the puzzle have fitted really nicely um and listen to be where we are within a year of having a conversation i think it was about a year ago this weekend that we we first sat in david lloyd and had a conversation um with a dream and we, we, you know, we've been hard on ourselves. We've beat ourselves up at times. It's been, it hasn't been easy all the time, um, but we, we've got through it. And, you know, I'm incredibly proud of these guys uh, and Amanda and of where we are, to be honest. It's, and we're, you know, we're really lucky with the investor we have because currently he's, he's bought into what we're doing, mm. um, which, which is incredible because to invest and be proud is quite a hard thing to do, I think, in today's society, yeah, which is 100%. amazing. I mean, we've, we, we've the particular investor that we've been working with of late, um, we've met him. Uh, he's been to the house. His sons have got involved in the house. Like, it's, uh, it's like a family affair almost. Mm. And, and I think we've been very, very lucky. Well, I say lucky, you know, that was Pete's world and Pete knew him and Pete knew to bring it at the right time. But, um, but what I would say is the icing on the cake was when the investor met the rest of the team. Yeah. When they re- met Amanda, they met Brian, mm-hmm. they met Richard, they fell in love with the project. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I, I made the introduction at the beginning, but it was with the, the whole process and yeah. the, the idea that Brian created that, that the investor fell in love with. Has anyone spoken <clears throat> to the children that are in the, the first home? Yeah, so we, and... we've, got, um, we've got four in our first home at the moment. Um, <clears throat> different different young people yeah. coming from different areas 
different um, sort of paths they're on, and we've we've tried changing changing their paths and what they're doing um, <clears throat> to much success. Um, we've taken a young man who's a refugee in a couple of weeks ago, and he really struggled initially because he was coming from a different area. But through the team's hard work, uh, we've worked around getting him a network around this area. Um, looked to get him into a cricket team. Um, looked to um, got him a Quran, a prayer mat, and we've looked to get him a network in this area mm -hmm. so that he feels more comfortable and he's really happy in the home, which which wasn't That's expected brilliant. three weeks ago. So um, another young man, we're looking to get a CSCS card and um, get him into work. Um, and, you know, it's just about changing their thought process on um, life. We've got a lot of different elements to the business. So we've got um, a county lines element to the business. Um, so they come in and help young people who are sort of taking the wrong direction and changing their direction. We've got um, a uh, trades element to the business where they can get into trades and try different trades. We've got a lot of sport. We've mm. got a lot of life skills. Um, that's one of the areas that I think these struggle. Uh, these young people struggle the most is actually having those life skills to go and live independently. Mm. And our aim is to be able to get these young people to live independently. Um, it's probably worth doing a bit of a shout out for our team as well actually like we're we're around say that. we're around the table uh, talking about it and yes we, we we were the builders of this and the vision was with brian and you know we've all put hard yards in but we've hired an incredible team um mark who sort of runs the team and helped us to recruit the team is our what's his role day-to-day -day operations, manager. operations manager um absolutely done an incredible mm -hmm. job up against it because effectively you've got to remember what he he wasn't coming into an established business with processes and uh, with all the the right funding in place at the time and right equipment he's yeah. had to literally build with us yeah. while on the job while recruiting and all and you know and the the troubles that come with hiring and managing people and and he's done an incredible job and not at any point about any of the young people that we um that we have within our home suffered in any way. He's put them first and he's gone over and above and so have the rest of the team. So we, we wouldn't have been able to do it about yeah. The, yeah, the, awesome. the most important people in this whole process are the people yeah. that Richard was just talking about. The provisions, the care um, that, the t that the young people and children have, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yes, the house is important, but the care they're receiving yeah. and the people that are around them, that is the most important thing. Because with, with, with these elements <clears throat> of things, it's it's fantastic that it works, but for it to truly function, it has to be a profitable business as yeah. well. And you have to and get... To truly function, we have to be different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? You know yourself. Yeah. Um, as a business, you have to be different. Now, the gap I saw wasn't to just house these kids because we could do that. We can give them a room and do what everyone else is doing. You know, mm -hmm. there's some good companies out there, by the way, that are doing a good job. Yeah. My point is we've seen a gap where... Um, different things need to be done to give these young people the best chance of success, right? Mm -hmm. So with our other businesses that we have where we can offer traineeships, apprenticeships, alternative provision, um, uh, CSCS cards, futures, um, our businesses have linked together really well to be able to give these young people that are coming into the house every chance to succeed. Mm -hmm. And and that's, a diff that's kind of where our business is different. We... I mean, we all have businesses that we didn't need to do this. When Rich says it's not about the profits, we didn't need to go and do this. We have our businesses um, that we work hard on. This was an element that we go and we're not about the profits. 
we we want to do the best job for the same cost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, to someone who someone who's doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Effectively. There's, laughs> by the way, there's no shame in profit. Mm -hmm. um, by all means, and it's sort of it's very much profit second because we're yeah. a business, but it's children first and like all young people first, should I say? Um, and that's literally the the guiding principle of the entire company is does it benefit the young person? Yes, do it. Yeah, first. I, I think as well when we look at what we've got out of this, Ian. Mm -hmm. First, it's truly a humbling experience doing mm -hmm. what we're doing. Yeah. Um, to know you're making a tiny difference is great, but the people I've met along the way in the journey, the people I have in my life because of this mm. experience has been life-changing for myself as well. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. So, it's really, really good. What, what's the next <clears throat> vision? What, what's next on the next step? You're a year in. How does it look in five years? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what has happened. Brian's just made me buy a dog today. So. <laughs> <laughs> a literal puppy because I've, I came into contact with him, so got that to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tick, tick in the box, the dog is ticked. Yeah. Well, I think, I think uh, it, it's probably, it's probably uh, just to, so you're, you're talking to us as Project Home today. What, what happened was, uh, as sort of Brian alluded to, he's part of another business called the Altprov. Uh, the Altprov is alternative provision. So that's the, the day, I guess, element of we, we take uh, young people out of school who aren't quite working out. Um, and we build up confidence and we get them on, a, on the right path when we put them back in or, or we do something positive with them. So um, the Altprov is a group of companies that, yeah, again, trade skills, uh, county lines, uh, alternative provision, apprenticeships, uh, and very quickly along our journey and really before we'd even kicked off, it became really, really evident that that company over there or group of companies over there was so aligned with Project Home that it did not make sense that we weren't operating together in some way, shape or form. So we added the extra complexity of, hey, let's become a group. Yeah. Um, and so over the last sort of three to six months, we've been working together um, to form, I guess, part of a super group, really, yeah, which yeah. is all dedicated to ultimately uh, incredible pathways for, for children. Um, we've come up with the name Story Group, and that's going to come alive as a brand over the next couple of months if i get my my ass in gear um and... shouldn't have bought a dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually let's call that four months they won't let me get a dog <laughs> no, you're not, you are a dog <laughs> um no uh yeah so the story story group which you know we've been working on behind the scenes it's not even live yet but it's um it's going to bring everything together and i think it's going to just be the icing on the cake for something that's going to be really really special so um i guess yeah in terms of the vision it's bringing that group alive and making sure that we're one of the most recognizable brands in the country for um positive outcomes for young people um and then just looking at our individual business units and making sure that they all complement each other they all grow in the way that they should do but ultimately they all sort of come together to do you know what what we're aiming to do which is put amazing pathways in place for people who need it yeah so i, like I think for, for me as well I, I i'm just not focused on what we're doing but i would like us to be able to change what everyone else does mm -hmm. so if there's other providers out there if there's other people doing similar things mm -hmm. already they improve what they're doing in terms of the house and care and there's, if there's people thinking of getting into this industry they know that it's not easy and they've got to come into it for the right reasons um, and they've got to be able to make a difference. And for me, finally, I would love to, the dream is when these young adults are older adults, um, we can almost build purpose-built apartments and accommodation for them to go into adult life. Mm -hmm. So transition into adult life with potential jobs and apprenticeships to go and flourish 
in, in, in later life. So we continue that journey, if you like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a side note as well, and it's just a little ambition that we've got is at some stage we want to be big enough that the young people that we've helped come back and work in or yeah. with the business yeah. Yeah. with the, the you know the the amazing circle and completing that so you know we, we've got a lot to do we we've uh, we're only a small team and so yeah we've we, we know that it's a mountain to climb but we've got some really really good goals in place i think when you've got a small team but you've got a quality team you can yeah. achieve a hell of a lot and in a short space of time you've done that the aspirations and and kind of I guess the inspiration I take from that for the growth strategy as well, doing it the right way is, is really cool to see. And I think if you go into an industry and you set the highest standard from day one, other people will inevitably follow. And it seems like that's a, a big driving goal for you as well. And obviously the children that, that touch Project Home and that are involved in it are only going to benefit from it too, which is fantastic to see. So really appreciate your time today coming on the podcast. And if, um, if investors or people with homes or people that want to get involved in whichever way, projecthome.care i believe is the website yeah, that's the yeah. website yeah for now that's the that's definitely the best place um if investors want a one-on-one -on -one sort of chat with pete he's always about on instagram is probably a good place for you i'd say <laughs> yeah, yeah instagram facebook yeah. or even if they contact us via the website, the website they'll be yeah. booked into to, to meet with me and i'd love to meet investors um i mean we're, we're all interested in meeting anyone that wants to be involved in the industry for the right reasons yeah yeah it's definitely something people will be proud of so yeah amazing that your uh, vision is now coming into reality brian so uh yeah i'll just give uh, also a shout out to the other three directors in our group yeah uh rob ryan and sean they've been a big part of everything that we we've done um we've come together as a big big group so just want to give them a shout out as well because um Oh, shout out, Levi. <laughs> no, uh, I just, yeah, I want to give um, them three um, just a mention as well, because, you know, we are a team of six that, that mm. believe in uh, changing the futures of these young people. And um, them three as well have done done a lot with us. To, to Maybe in a year's there. time, we, oh, can, we'll we can get them on. We, yeah, we we'll, can get them on. We'll yeah. come on. When you've we'll, got more mics. We, we yeah. need a bigger room, man. We yeah. need I, a bigger room. We can have everyone on. <laughs> <laughs> we can get those three on. <laughs> they can come on. They can talk about story yeah. group ones. Yeah. And also a big thank you to you for coming to our launch day. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And, and everything I know that um, you've been doing for us in in the background is we really no appreciate pleasure. it yeah and yeah you guys are amazing as a, as a business that support local community you're always about so yeah massively appreciate it no pleasure. just to add that uh to, to, to fucking hell i can't talk just <laughs> to add to that, that can you cut that bit <laughs> um just to add to that we've just bought our first house through avocado um and matthew was amazing it's a it's an incredible house which will be an amazing children's home so yeah. thank yeah. you that's going to be our um that's going to be our first children's home. That's like our and that's our yeah, hub our and flagship. To, to afford it for you guys is a is a lovely, lovely first thing. Serendipity. Mm. Hopefully, the first of many. Yes, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, lovely stuff. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They agents have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year. Yeah. But why not just open the floor out and just say, well, is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital yeah. gains tax and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast and we build a YouTube channel. 
somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.